0: Welcome to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew,
1: and I'm Pastor Molly.
0: And it is a gray, wet, dreary, dreary, almost snowstormy day here in Marquette, Michigan.
1: Springtime transitioning back into winter snowstorm.
0: Yeah, this in like <laughs> a lion, out like a lamb yes. type of thing is. Mm,
1: Yesterday, you know. I had the pleasure of attempting to break up some of the ice in my driveway. That was fun. Yeah, took good. out some aggression,
0: catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Little, my hands are a little sore today, but you know, it was, it was good.
0: Nice. That's great. Hmm. Yeah. Good ice breaking. You know, it's it's nice. It's Just nice to see it. It's breaking the melt. ice of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, breaking <it>. oh.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh man. It's nice to see it melt. All right. Yes, is. it, it is. is. It's a mm-hmm. joy.
0: Yeah. And it's been warm um relatively. So true, true. Um, and we're still we're in Lent still. We're in in the middle of it. Um mm-hmm which means we're in John's Gospel still um, this year and we are we are in John chapter nine for our gospel reading for this uh, coming weekend. Um, story of the blind man.
1: Mm-hmm. We're getting some nice familiar stories here.
0: We are, we mm-hmm. are and um, so so I think they're they're fun. Um, I think it's fun to think about them in new ways. It's also fun to think about them if plus like, okay, what do we were actually? It's always interesting to me, like when I, when I like hear a synopsis of the gospel text, I'm like, Ooh, what do I actually remember about this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What are
1: all the interesting little details that are happening within this story? Right.
0: And the pieces mm-hmm. that I'm like, I forgot about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. um, this is actually a fairly long story. It is. Um, they
1: described it as like a play in seven acts.
0: <laughs> right. It's also described sometimes as a, a gospel within the gospel, that it's like a mini telling of mm-hmm. Jesus's story in some ways, which is Kind of, I don't fully agree with all of that, but like it's it's an mm. interesting,
1: all the highlights,
0: yeah. Is that Hi- what they mean? Well, all the
1: important. It does have a lot of the important themes of John in this text.
0: Well, it also has death, resurrection, rejection, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and light of the world. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's
0: got a lot of different pieces, but mm-hmm. but um, so I'm going to read it and then we're going to dive into talking about it. Let's so, do it. Yeah. Um, cause there's basketball to watch. I realized that today that like the NCAA tournament started. The, That's like, nice. The, yeah, I know. I was like.
1: Are you rooting for someone?
0: No, I, I didn't know nothing about basketball.
1: Okay. <laughs> just, are you going to watch it? Yeah, maybe. Okay. No, I mean
0: like, I know things about basketball. I just have not paid attention to at all this year. Do you need year, to get done with so. this
1: podcast so you can go totally. and watch the basketball? No, but I just realized,
0: I realized <laughs> a friend made a comment. I was like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot that it started today. Interesting. Well, March Madness. March Madness began, ah. began today. So. So March Madness, and here we've got John Madness, Gospel Madness, I don't know.
1: It's a, it's a bit of a competition, hey? bit of a
0: competition, um, yeah, with mud and spit. Um, so let's, let's dive in. Okay. So chapter 9, as he walked along, uh, the he here is Jesus, by the way, as he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. Then he went and washed and came back to see, back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he, but others were saying, no, but it's someone like him. He kept saying, I'm the man. But they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. <laughs> they brought to the Pharisees the man who had for- had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Uh-oh. And then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He's a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He's of age. Ask him. So for a second time, they called the man who'd been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he's a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered to them, I've already told you, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man... We do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out.
1: Oh, what a journey.
0: Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into the world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we're not blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sinned. But now that you say we see your sin remains. Burn. Oh, this this story.
1: Okay. Uh, so I think we need to break it down because it's a long <laughs> it story. It is a long story. So um, first
0: first things first, right? Blind man. Man yeah. Man who's blind.
1: Man who's blind. Is he a sinner? Jesus says no.
0: Jesus says no, which is so this is an important thing to differentiate because to think about, because um disability at that time, blindness, mm-hmm. anything was thought to be a result of sin.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Old Testament is full of like, if you do this, then this bad thing will happen to you.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and so I think Jesus is clarifying that, which also is an affront to the Pharisees. He's not yes. even speaking to them yet. Yes. But it's that's pretty radical. He's basically saying, these people that you marginalize mm-hmm margin you shouldn't be doing that yeah essentially is that is the subtext there so okay you're, so
1: she's essentially saying the way you're following the law is wrong and that's hurtful for them because that's the thing that's they, what care they, do, about they care the about most. They love it yeah yeah and they, they do so really it. well yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're good not ba- at it. they're
0: not bad people inherently no no they're no. they're missing the point yes yeah so okay so not a sinner not a sinner um
1: mud 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 eyes and spit mm-hmm um, and the pool of salome which means sent
0: yeah which so there's commentary say like this is this about that the pool is for the one who is sent meaning that this is the pool of the messiah meaning jesus mm. but is this his
1: own private tub
0: well you know i mean i think <laughs> that it's it's this this idea that it's the place of of mm-hmm. god's presence and Interesting. and but i think that there might be a double meaning here right that he is sent to where Mm-hmm. He is sent by who has been sent and
1: to now the pool that
0: symbolizes out. being sent, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, "Wow, that's a lot of sending." But like yeah. at the same time, it's kind of like, is it symbolic that Jesus is sending this person that normally would not be given the, that privilege mm-hmm. to that place to be cleaned? Yeah, right. Yes, to be made whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I would think that that's kind of significant. Mm-hmm. But like, but it's kind of funky. And then,
1: and then the neighbors come out, and they're like. Hey, is that the guy who used to beg on the street? Like, nah, that's not him. That's some other guy. They're like, no, I think it's him.
0: Yeah, which is really, it's really interesting. So like, but I want to step back for just a moment because like mud.
1: Okay. okay. Right. We're like going back to Ash
0: Wednesday, dirt. dirt, weird dirt, Adam, Adam. creation, right? Mm-hmm. Like saliva, bodily fluids, right? I mean, like, but like that there's this, in some ways there's this animating quality to it, right? With creation,
1: can these dry bones live?
0: Right, and and this—dare <laughs> I say this—living water, saliva, right? But like, I mean, like Ugh. bubbles oh, up within it, you. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but like, but but at the same time, that there's this connection to Jesus, but also a connection to the earthiness. Like, yeah. there's this, there's these layers to this that that ties it back to um, what Jesus does. In some ways, is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a reminder of createdness, right? But mm-hmm. also has other layers to it. Yeah, and, and it's, I just kind of like that.
1: I can't think. Can you? I can't think of any other story that Jesus does a healing and needs a thing as the like conduit for the healing.
0: And the other thing is, nobody the, the blind man doesn't come up. The man who is blind. I keep trying to correct myself on this. Like the the, oh, yeah. the man who has blindness, who is blind. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come up to Jesus seeking healing. Jesus sees him. Yeah. Right.
1: As he walks along, he saw.
0: He saw. Jesus saw him. Yeah. That and this is another thing: is Mm -hmm. this man is not asking necessarily to be healed. Mm -hmm. Jesus sees him, and what does Jesus do? Mm
1: -hmm. Heals him. Heals him. He sees him.
0: He sees him, and so in two ways it's unique, like what Mm -hmm. you just said, um, that. He's like, it's strange that he's using this tool um, per se, but also it's strange because Jesus is doing this without being asked.
1: Yeah, he doesn't ask permission for this. Right. Which is kind of, huh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the blind, the person who has blindness doesn't seem upset about that, but that's interesting, right? It is. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So I yeah, I don't I mean I think that's interesting, but it's also interesting because then when you have the neighbors asking like who is this person? Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they don't recognize him without his blindness.
1: Yeah. Or begging.
0: Or begging. Yeah. Which we don't really even know if he actually was a beggar. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean we it, can assume
1: Which is interesting when his parents show up. Right. Yeah. 'Cause if he's a beggar, it means that they've abandoned him.
0: Yeah, most likely. Or mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's an adult too, so there's these it's come of but age, still, right? But still, but still like still
1: you would have taken care of one another back then. You
0: would think that. But I also like I also like his parents because his parents basically are like when they're like like they're asking the Ask parents him. about him, they're like don't disregard the fact that my son is he that our son exists. Like ask him the question. (laughs) Don't like, don't assume. And I feel like that is an amazing commentary on disability.
1: Yeah. Because so
0: many times ignored people ignore the person with a disability and go to the Mm -hmm. other person.
1: Mm -hmm. That's in the space, whether it be parents or speak speak on his behalf rather
0: than letting him have voice.
1: And then even when he does speak on his own behalf, they ignore him. I
0: know. That's the part that makes me the maddest
1: because it's like they're like, what's your opinion? And he says it and they're like, nah.
0: And then he says it again. And then then like the third time he's like, do I really need to say this again?
1: (laughs) I know. You just keep ignoring me. And then
0: when he when they actually when he gives them a slightly longer answer, they're like, well, you're a sinner. Which is really interesting because it circles back to Jesus's first conversation Uh with his disciples. Yeah. Basically, where they're like, did this man sin? And they said no. Yeah. And what do the Pharisees say? They're like, you're a sinner.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and it's like, I think a bigger question, too, within this. And yeah. And right. The Pharisees at the end are the ones who are the sinners. Right. It's like, what really draws you away from God? You know, is it your is it your physical, you know, struggles or is it the fact that you can't see what is right in front of you Yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. and what's really interesting too to me is that I think that in some ways he's not offending them really until he points out the
1: blind person the blind I mean, he's person blind. Yeah. he's
0: not really he's thrown out when he actually tells them the truth Oh it's hard so to tell whether right? that
1: was him or Jesus
0: Oh, when he gets thrown out? Yeah. Oh, no, that's him. Okay. Yeah, it's him getting thrown out. That Like, that he's, that they're asking him, they're saying, you are a disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. Mm -hmm. And then.
1: We're disciples of Moses.
0: And that's when he says, like, you know, nobody's ever done this before. How, it has to be of God, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: they're like, but you were born of sins and you're trying to teach us?
1: We still know more than you. Right, and they drove <laughs> out, and then
0: and then Jesus hears he was driven out, and Jesus goes uh, to him.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Right? Sorry, I messed up. Jesus goes part.
0: to him, and, like, I think this is just so interesting that, like, they get mad at him when he actually is, like, he, he points out that they are missing the point and that the dynamics of power are not how they think they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're upset, yeah.
0: And it's really interesting to me because it means that, like, in so, like, I, I've been playing with this a lot, and I'm not exactly sure where I'm going mm-hmm. on Sunday, but, like, it's really interesting to me to think about the power dynamics of elevating the vulnerable mm-hmm. and granting leadership. Or that this man, in some ways, right, he starts out as someone who begs, and then he's, he's a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, he moves into this new space
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that the world can't handle not putting him in a box, like that we can't not do that. The, the, the biggest threat to us is, I mean, and this kind of goes to some of the racism conversation around um, my grandmother's hands and Mm -hmm. trauma is, is that what is causing our reaction to our experience of somebody else yeah, and I and I really feel that in this passage.
1: Yeah, and I I think I hear a lot of the echoes too of what are we gonna lose, right? Yeah, by lifting up someone else, what do we lose, right? Because that's so often where the power dynamics, where the you know the road hits with the rubber yeah. hits the road, yeah. right? Like, um, you know, when we talk about what does what do the Pharisees lose when the blind man. The man who was formerly blind um, is able to see again. Right? They're they're losing their grip on the power of the law and the rules that they have held close to them. Right. right? That they have the touted as right, as correct. Yeah. You know, when if if they just let all of that go and lived into the humility of being like, maybe it's okay if someone else is lifted up. Maybe it's okay if I don't right. know everything. Oh, they could yeah. be yeah. welcomed. They could experience the kingdom of God in the way that Jesus is offering it. And I think about that when, um, you know, when people talk about like uh, gay marriage and things like that, they're like, it's going to ruin marriage for the rest of us. Right. Does yeah. it? Or does it just make the world a more diverse place? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And well, you
1: know, it's that same idea that like we're so afraid that like lifting up someone else is going to mean that we're going to lose something
0: afraid of losing something I, I think we're also um we're we're also a. Aff- I i think there's also a fear of the unknown in here
1: mm-hmm.
0: right a fear of of what does it mean when um when like for the for the the leaders in this passage right um and please uh listener disregard the tendency of this passage to be used as anti-Semitic. That's a terrible reading of this passage. Um, That's not the point. That's not the point at all. Um, But I think that the leaders in this passage, I think that part of the threat is that they've understood brokenness as sin. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if brokenness isn't sin, what does that mean about sin and what does that also mean about brokenness and what does that mean about healing Mm -hmm. does healing come without repentance
1: yeah and where where's god's grace in the midst of all of that right right? like in this
0: passage does this man repent no no why because it's not sin (laughs) yeah right like and 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 this is like to me that's part of this like that they're in some ways their minds are being blown and they're like their if, world is shaken what do you and they're mean, like, what if do we I do?
1: don't do, do all do the do? right things, wait, I didn't have to do all the right things for God to love me, you know? I
0: mean, it goes back to that, I can't do all the right things.
1: But they've been trying to. right? I know, right? Like, I mean,
0: this goes back to my sermon two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Like the that you can't be good enough. Yeah, like you cannot mm-hmm. earn your. This work is another your way. one,
1: right? And that's like, oh, what a realization that you've spent your whole life just working so hard to do all the right things, and then somebody says that doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another layer on this because I think that's this even makes it worse for them, mm-hmm. and I think it makes it a it's a challenge to us is to say. It's not just what they did;
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's who they are.
1: They've taken it on as an identity.
0: Well, but it's that it's that good enough is not about a perfect body mm-hmm. or a perfect behavior. Mm-hmm. That that right that like our notion of of what is right mm-hmm. is not necessarily how God sees us, mm. right? That like a whole body, a body yeah. that can see, yeah. because it's not just the person's behavior. It's also that mm-hmm. they see that as emblematic of sin and brokenness. And what do you do if you then have to wrestle with the fact that like those bodies matter, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah.
0: That, that they can't be relegated to the margins mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean about yourself? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I feel like it adds an element to this in like a really hard, but also really good way. Yeah. And I
1: wonder if we can, if there's something to be done like against the the anti-Semitism too, in the sense that when we hear about the Pharisees, they're always called the Pharisees. Yeah. Right. It's never like Jim and Bob from the synagogue. (laughs) Right. But like, it's never like these two people from the synagogue down the street. Right. They are wearing Pharisee as an identity. Yeah, But it's really covering up who they truly are beneath it, right?
0: Yeah, there is a masking of self.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and they're all doing it, right? Yeah, They've learned it's that eye- it's the way.
0: Well, and and in some ways this, you know, you could flip this around and say uh, this, we were talking about this uh, with colleagues the other day with, um, in some ways, right? Like that there's, that this goes into also those notions of like purity culture and other pieces where we're looking at text and we're saying this question of like holding up the law mm-hmm. um, as a litmus test, and that Christians do this too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right? That this is
0: not just Pharisees. This is not just a Jewish For sure. community. For that, sure. That Christians also say what your body looks like is representative of how, you, how faithful yeah. you are. And right? when that or describes. How you do this, which and when is,
1: we use that to describe, like I think you're saying. When we use that to describe who we are in the eyes of God, we're missing the point and we are blind and cannot see, as the right, analogy goes right. in the text, right?
0: Yeah. And I really feel like like in this passage, um, John is pushing us mm-hmm. like to wrestle with I think that or at least I feel this way, that like that John often we over spiritualize and intellectualize John, that it's mm-hmm. all metaphor, it's all imagery, it's all this. And I honestly think that, like, John in this passage is using imagery,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: also saying, but it's about bodies.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And that yeah. bodies matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that it comes full circle in the end of this passage when Jesus seeks out the body that other people don't recognize mm-hmm. is a beloved child of God. Yeah. And says, hey, mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah. And the beauty of it that is that is, is that when that person is restored, mm-hmm. what does that person also get to do?
1: Go out. See Je-
0: no, but also see Jesus. See right. Jesus. Like see yes. Jesus. Right? <laughs> like, like in in if we can accept that restoration, we also mm-hmm. gain the ability to mm-hmm see God
1: not only see God but But I think there's some there's the know who God is right because he sees Jesus with his new eyes or whatever yeah but then he's like I don't know who the son of man is yeah and he's like well let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) let
0: me tell you about it yeah and then he's like
1: okay now I know you you know right but he's willing to look right because Jesus first looks upon him
0: and it's really interesting the two that like It also plays again with that image of sight because the man whose sight is restored, right, doesn't know who Jesus is, even though Jesus is the one who places his hands on him and restores his sight, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? In part because he doesn't see until he goes to the pool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Until he claims, until he trusts, Mm -hmm. right? And then he goes back and meets Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like the more I've been, I've been sitting with this text for the last couple of days, like thinking about preaching, um, preaching it. And I've preached on this with light and dark before. I've preached on this with healing before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like this time as I'm reading, I'm like, I, I'm enjoying this in a deeper way. and, And I think some of it is wrestling with body and trauma and thinking about the physicality in this text, um, yeah. in a different way than I ever have before. Yeah. And I, I find that really powerful.
1: Yeah. Going back, we, you mentioned my grandmother's hands and that's a book we're reading in a colleague group. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot about embodied trauma. It is. Um, and we'll also be releasing a podcast on it too. Yeah.
0: We'll do a series on that mm-hmm. T, uh, TBD on the date soon, soon, soon hopefully, <laughs> um, putting those pieces together. But, um, but yeah, I just want to name like the power of this and also the power of um, Jesus seeing this man when he cannot see and Jesus seeing this man when he can see, mm-hmm. that Jesus sees this man, period,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not one or the other. Yeah. Jesus yeah. sees him mm-hmm. when the rest of society cannot see him once he can see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, refuses to because they only see a blind person. Yeah. A person with blindness. And like, that's, which is, ah. Which is
1: such a, and I think going back to the, it just brings me back to the sinner thing, right? Like, Jesus is the one who creates no separation between him and the man. So how could he ever be a sinner when he's not separate from Jesus?
0: True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: and I like the use of sinner and sin in this too yeah. because they want to label him as a sinner mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but at the end Jesus says but now that you say we see your sin remains right it's yeah. like you're in it's like nothing is constant right it's not an identity he's not like you all are he, right he doesn't say that right he doesn't say you all sin- are sinners well
0: what's beautiful is he basically Jesus i mean and this is John being brilliant right
1: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: I mean, who knows what Jesus actually said, but like John is saying this and John is basically saying, uh, Jesus just pointed out that sin is not bound to sight
1: mm-hmm. once again. Yeah. It's and not that, that physical. It's
0: not physical uh-huh. in this way.
1: Yeah.
0: That 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 what you are associating as sin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're missing the point. And it, mm-hmm. in some ways, this is so well crafted because it, mm-hmm. it ends the way it began,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like yeah.
0: if it's about sin, it's mm-hmm. about sin. And it's like... You're still, he's not still missing the point. The people that shouldn't miss the point are missing it. Still, an
1: identity out of sin, right? No, sin is not the identity. Yeah, are separate from God because you're not willing to see, but you're not. That's not your identity. A sinner is not your identity, right? In the same way, where at the beginning they want to place the identity label on the man who is blind,
0: right? But I and I'd add too, though I think they they add this piece too this he says and now you say we see kind of like i love it like we think about that empirical like aha mm-hmm. i see <laughs> and that he's I like see,
1: said the blind man
0: he's like i see and jesus is like just because you see doesn't mean you actually get it yeah right mm-hmm. like it's not one or the other it's mm-hmm. the it's the it's this both and it's the relational piece of this it's the it's the restoredness. It's the connection to God piece of it, which
1: is the be careful about relying on the things that you think make you superior to others,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And and also, um, yeah, maybe ask questions. Like to like, I think
1: <laughs> just maybe ask questions, <laughs> right? Like I think about
0: like all the questions in this passage. Like mm-hmm. the that they ask these questions over and over again. But it's really curious because it's like the disciples start with a question. Mm-hmm. Like the the Pharisees are asking the na- the neighbors are asking questions, like, the Pharisees are asking questions, <laughs> the parent they ask the parents the questions, the parents yeah. are like, No, go ask him. Uh-huh. Then he he actually I love it that like in some ways the blind the, the man who has regained his sight then asks the Pharisees a question. Like yeah. if this is the case. I mean it's a rhetorical yeah. one, but like I just love it because it's like
1: it really gets to that seeking, right? Like yeah. to seek you have to ask questions, right?
0: Which means you also have to deal with the possibility of uncomfortable answers yeah, and you, vulnerability. Where the yeah. Pharisees
1: come with the answers.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they think they know what this is rather than making space.
1: Mm-hmm. And they learn nothing.
0: That's Jesus' point at the end of the yes, passage, right? they like, learn nothing. You didn't get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas the one who gets the most out of this is the one who actually did not seek in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But then is found, mm-hmm. and then is willing, yeah, to seek based on what he has experienced.
1: Are we singing Amazing Grace this Sunday?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. It's appropriate, <laughs> but like, but it's a, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I anyway, I just so I yeah. Think,
1: yeah, those are all good thoughts. Yeah. A lot of different places to go there with this, but
0: yeah, it, it makes me really think. You know, I mean, last Sunday was the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I love and is a really rich passage too, mm-hmm. and you did a great job with that one, um, weaving different pieces in, and like it makes me think that like this is really parallel to that mm-hmm. in the complexity of what Jesus is doing. Yeah, and I don't know that I've ever put those two next to each other in the same way. I've, I've almost always lifted up the woman at the well, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing. But like, but I also think that like I'm really enjoy. I appreciate what she, John is doing with this. She's
1: also not looking for Jesus. No, she's not. No. No. No.
0: And then her life is transformed. Yeah. 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 That we have both of those stories and those pieces. Well, because so.
1: she's not looking, but when the time comes, she is open, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, may you wrestle with this text this week, but also mm-hmm. especially with. I would ask, um, may you look at at your own world and ask, where are you open um, to seeing something differently, Mm -hmm. to seeing um, maybe where you have failed to ask the right questions or where you've made assumptions? Um, And even more so, um, I think the question um, that's on my heart with this passage is is the question of... um, where do you need to find healing not just physically but mm-hmm. in a way that allows for restoration mm-hmm. that allows you to meet Jesus yeah to right? have that that to bubbling have that moment. up right yeah. like
1: the bubbling up of the water within you
0: yeah yeah what needs mm-hmm. what what or is the that spit. <laughs> the
1: spit <laughs> the healing spit
0: yeah On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) You were going somewhere really beautiful at that. No, it's all good. It's all good. You turned it into spit. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. It's Um, it's Jesus' spit.
0: I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, But friends, thanks for being with us and wrestling with text with us. Um, It's it's a privilege. Um, We love doing this, and it's a privilege to um, have you participate in this, whether you view it as as active or eavesdropping, we enjoy the conversation, um, and so thank you for being part of this. You've been listening to the Queen City of Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew.
1: And I'm Pastor Amali.
0: And be well, friends.